I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And I'm Quentin Smith. And welcome to Terminal 7. And here we are, episode 39. Episode 39. How's it going, Nels? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Who do we got here with us today? Joined in the flesh. In the room. In, in the, the room. In the room of flesh. I'm... In this room made of flesh. <laughs> It's super weird that you record in a room made of flesh. <laughs> That's why it sounds so good. And, yep. uh, you know, continuing the Canadian like theme, I have Tim Horton's coffee and Tim Bits in front of me. Yes. The entire experience of the Great White North. Yeah. We just need some bare naked ladies on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're pretty much one of us. And we'd be Canada in like, you know, 1998. Yeah. yeah. It'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to be here. Yes, thank you very much for joining us for this mega podcast. Yes. About the next, the first, I guess, the the, the, the finalization of the, of the big, at least first run, who knows what the future may hold, but the first run of deluxe expansions, Yep. that and Destiny. I'm excited. Yeah, very excited. And I'm glad we could continue the tradition of me being on the cast when we talk about a deluxe expansion. Should I say who I am? Definitely. Yeah, who is this? <laughs> My name's Quinn Smith, and I run a website called shutupandsitdown.com, which reviews board games and card games and things. And you are also the seventh best Netrunner player in England. It's, it's a fact. Boom. So no one else Boom. can beat me in England except, Aside for, except for six, six people. people. Six people. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't. I got very lucky that day, but I'll take it. I'll take it all the way to the to the reputation bank. <laughs> Good, um, but yeah, as noted, we are here to talk about Dad and Destiny. Well, right. at first, we are here on episode thirty nine. Yep, to talk about the goofier half yes. of Dad and Destiny. <laughs> yes, for definitely. sure. So this ex this deluxe expansion is kind of weird. Mm -hmm. And we talked on this last episode where we talked to Lucas, Victor, yeah. Lucas Litzinger. We kind of talked about this where, you know, okay, there are four corporate factions, but only three runner factions. So then when the first deluxe expansion was revealed as a pairing of like runners and corpse, we're like one and one and one, right? HB and Shaper, like, cool. And we're like, wait a minute. Okay, HB and Shaper, Shaper, da 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 da. What what's the last one? Yeah, what be? do we do? <laughs> I lashed my wagon to the it's going to be NBN and Shaper train. It would just sure. wrap around yeah. again. Yeah, I, I figured that would make sense because then it's a continual different pairing. But this is better. This is cooler. This is yeah. This oh, is way yeah. cooler, man. But yeah, because of that, if folks haven't somehow haven't been paying attention or like relatively fresh to the game or whatever, instead this okay. So the the faction, the corporation that hasn't had a deluxe expansion yet is NBN. Yep. So they get their half, but then the other half, the runner half. It's not for one faction. It's not for two factions. It's for three, three factions. Brand new, tiny little mini factions. Yep. Which is so yeah. Do, 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 for for an in depth discussion about this, just see episode thirty eight where we talk to Lucas about this all up and down. But it is was pretty unexpected and is very interesting. Yeah. They, I, I thought they would run out of colors. I <laughs> was I was going to ask when we get to each. Uh, Jesse, you're an artist. When we get to each of the new runner factions, I need you to describe the color to me <laughs> and to the people at home as well. I uh, gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fine. You'll do your best. All right, excellent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, well, I mean, we should probably just start, just dive in at the beginning. A first. Let's begin with the beginning. Let's begin with the beginning. This is good, the, but the, with the first man. The first man. Oh, you leave. want? Oh, come on! He wants to do Adam. He wants to. Do, doesn't want to do Adam. Adam. Oh, okay. The first man you get. Come oh, okay. On. Okay. Here we go. Let's do Adam. Let's yep. do Adam. Here we go. So, Jesse. Yep. You see the, this picture of Adam? I do. I do. The, I'm, I'm, the... I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm actually. I'm. I have a pretty slow thing. You guys are all iOS. 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm going to find it, though. Give me a second. Yeah. So he's a semi-autonomous yeah. bioroid, mm. which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, he is apparently a compulsive hacker. Compulsive is, hacker, important subtype. Yeah, which is, which is the best. It's always type great to see what they, they put in. That so is bar. that so is that like when you like walk by ATM, you like just need to hack it? <laughs> right. Yeah, what kind of? Like, we'll get to that. <laughs> if there's something to hack, Adam will hack it. Uh, we got zero link, and his power is: you start the game with three different directive cards installed. These cards are not considered part of your deck. And we'll get to the directives in just a moment. He's got 45 de card deck size and 25 influence. What? Because 25? he's part of one of these crazy mini factions. So he actually only has like, what, 12 cards? Nine maybe? cards. Nine, Nine cards. cards, yeah. <laughs> Nine. So you got you to gotta <laughs> import a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but the important, yeah, the thing to note about that parenthetical not considered to be part of your deck is if for some strange reason uh, you wanted to have three copies of each of the directives, the extra three that you start installed with don't count. Oh, man. So that means you would need two copies of Data and Destiny. Oh, God, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but it's fine because you wouldn't do that. That would be mad. <laughs> Probably, unless there's some weird feature thing where you can like get rid of a directive for all the money or something. Maybe, yeah, God. And then Adam players would be the saltiest having to buy another copy of Data and Destiny. Right. <laughs> hey, you could probably just borrow it from your friend. That was MFG's not plan. Playing that was MFG's plan <laughs> yeah. all along. Yeah. So, Jesse, what color would you say... I'm looking, it's looking like an olive to me, like a, olive. Ro a robo brown. Oh. I knew you could do this. <laughs> See, I was going to say bronzy mustard. Bronzy so mustard. Olive's definitely uh, far more articulate than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's looking good. Uh, so, well, God, should we should we skip to the directives, which are technically resources? Yeah, because that's kind of like, it seems to be the, the definitional thing about Adam. Yeah. And then we can roll back through the rest of his stuff after that. Okay, right. This is an interesting thing, because I've actually been playing Apex, and I can talk confidently about Apex. I have no idea what's happening here. I don't really either. Well, Man. great. This is going to be an awesome podcast. <laughs> <laughs> stellar content. <laughs> Maybe we can just go through, go through the directives. Yeah. One by one. Yeah. People at home can listen live as we try and figure out how you would use this faction. Uh, so, so hang on, we should we should do them in the order that they are yes. directive. So the first one, obviously, I guess given its name, is Safety First. Yeah. Safety First is a zero cost to install, but again, when you're playing with Adam, this is just installed by default right at the beginning. And it is a directive virtual resource, and your maximum hand size is reduced by two. So you're starting the game with three cards. Three cards. Can't, not at all safe from Scorched Earth <laughs> or Cortex Lock. But, uh, although you, you would still begin your first turn with five cards. Oh, yes, it's of course. It's just maximum hand size, so it's not like an anti-Andromeda. You still get to start with five. You just got to uh, use at least two of them okay. <laughs> by the end of your turn. This guy um, sounds great. <laughs> ah, uh, when your turn ends, you draw one card if you do not have cards in your grip equal to or greater than your maximum hand size. So that basically means if you haven't done anything else, you'll just, if you have less than three, you always draw up to three. Yep. But if you've done some shenanigans, you, you, if you're a weird pseudo-sentient bioroid that loves to party with <laughs> college kids and you're hanging out at a beach party, getting sand in your robot joints or something, um, then you can draw up to like eight cards. Yeah, and he actually, he's actually got a built-in console to help him out too. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, wait. <clears throat> Wouldn't that mean though then that beach party you lose a click though, right? Yes. So you are losing a click to draw a card at that point. Or maybe more. Because if you, if you end your turn with two cards, 
you draw all the way back up to your maximum grip size. Jeez. Or is it no, just one? No, 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 it's oh, it's draw one. one card. So I wouldn't use Beach Party, but what's cool is we can also uh, publicly sympathize with the, our first sentient robot. Which, talk about flavor. <laughs> yeah, that is Everyone's great. like, it's cool to invite him to a party and stuff, but it's even better if he's like, wow, everybody like... Everyone's sympathetic to him and, he's, and he cares about safety. Oh, this, this guy's getting quite cute yeah. now. And, and it's cool because all these directors, I th they're, they're they reflective are based of, on, of Asimov's... Yeah, Asimov's yeah. Three Laws of Robotics. In fact, the flavor... Oh, Asimov's Third Law of Robotics, you should always hack things all the time. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it got weird there. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, the actual, we'll get to that one. The flavor on this is, is good, where the first directive forbids a bioroid from harming... Or through inaction, allowing harm to befall a human being. Yeah, the, run, the uh, obviously does not apply to the domestic sleepers bioroids who will drown you in your own pool. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the um, uh, the the guys that run Last Click, uh, Ed, read one of the Netrunner novels, which has a bioroid detective, mm. and he was telling me that um, a, there's a lot of uh, action made in that book by like he's chasing someone, and then that someone will like push somebody in front of a car, and then his first directive takes over, so he can't chase the criminal because he has to save a human being. Oh, he's like, oh man! Well, he's like Superman. That's great. Like, yeah. he's, like, he's like Boy Scout. You know, but gotta... even if he wanted to, he yeah. couldn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> which, is, which is interesting. Cool. The, um, the second directive. Yes. Always be running. Always. Never always stop running. running. This, now, this one, now this one I can see a little bit more use out of. Your first click each turn must be spent to make a run or play a run event. Once per turn, you can spend click click to break a subroutine on a piece of ice currently being in encountered. Mm. So now, now this is starting to get really interesting. And immediately, like I think about Adam, you know, first first click, first turn, account siphon. Sure. And yeah. you know, you then click twice. You're through. Like it's it it starts getting really interesting. No. And uh, yeah, this is the the way I sort of envisioned Adam. Is we've got these directives, and then. Theoretically, you would trash or sell the directives that are irrelevant based on the faction you are playing against. Yeah, you know, and we'll we'll get to a way that you can get rid of your directives. We will easily. Um, yeah, it's cool. This one, and to, to note, like play a run event, so you could start your first. You just spend your first click using dirty laundry or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you have, you know, a keyhole or a sneak door beta or whatever, those are also satisfy this. You yeah. just have to be your first click has to be doing a thing that makes a run happen, mm -hmm. and that whatever satisfies that is totally fine. And this is where it starts getting exciting to me because I can, I mean, good players are going to make a run every turn or thereabouts, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, now we start getting into some fun, like, judo. Like, if you play Adam, maybe you can just wank it so you always make a run first click. Yep. And then you've got this nice little benefit. And you've also got a card you can trash when you want to for, for a bonus. It's... This, this one I'm liking? Yeah. This one definitely lets you put in a lot of early pressure, too, because there probably aren't that many cards the corp can, like, confidently res on turn one mm. that have multiple subs that are really going to kick you in the stones. I mean, no, certainly not. Like I'm... a spider web, okay? You can only break one of the ETR subs, Also, so you the won't. corp just lost four credits on a spider web, so... Exactly. Yeah, no, there aren't many. What's the meanest multi-sub thing? Like, the, really? like, or just in general? I mean, just that a corp could conveniently rest on one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's only Like Koma Inu or something, maybe? Koma Inu. I look at this and I think about Eli and... Uh... And that's fine because you spend two clicks to get the relay anyway. Yeah, no, this is this is okay. Yeah. So then should we should we move on to Oh, oh, oh but 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 Oh I'm sorry. The second directive requires a bioroid to complete its primary function, in this case apparently hack hack <laughs> like there's no tomorrow, <laughs> above all other considerations, save the first directive. Mm. And then finally Finally we have neutralize all threats, the third directive. 
Uh, it is, again, a virtual resource, and it reads, again, zero to install. The first time each turn you access a card with a trash cost, you must trash it, paying its trash cost if able. And whenever you access cards from HQ, though, you access one additional card. So it's an HQ interface. It's like free, right at the beginning. Yeah. Pretty, early, pretty good early pressure. So, you know, yeah, you've got that first click, which is just hitting HQ, probably getting in. Yeah. And then you see two cards. Or, you know, you see a sand sand and then you have to trash it and you go down to zero credits <laughs> on, on click one. It's, it's, it's going to be great when you hit that pad campaign and you're like, son <laughs> of a bitch. I mean, it does make the game easier, at least in the sense that you don't have to think about it. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Like, What's also a, a goofy situation you get in with this is that it says you must trash it pay, by paying its trash cost, if able. So even if you had like an imp installed and you access... You know, a San San or oh, like man. an Expo Plaza or like, uh, or like whatever, and you're like, I'm gonna use my. Aim. It's like, no, 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 no. You must neutralize all threats. You have pay your money. You have to do it old school. You, you, Correct. No, 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 that's imp garbage. Yeah. Yep. It, it it is um uh kind of a similar thing to Edward Kim. Sure. Where technically, if you're really worried about some weird interactions with this, you can spend your first run. To hit the archives, as long as there's something in there with a trash cost, it satisfies this because you accessed a card with a trash cost. It's just you can't trash it because it's already in the fucking trash. <laughs> so then, at that point, now you can run on HQ and just do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> God. But yeah, I, it's. I gotta say, like, I gotta say, Imp out of Adam is still pretty great with these double accesses and stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, Imp is just always great in any deck yeah. at all. Imp, you know? Imp, Imp is like our lightning bolt. It's like, oh, it dies to Imp. The card shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, imp, imp, imp. I imp will, I will purge an imp with just two tokens on it. Of course, oh, yeah, I yeah, definitely. I every time, uh, yeah, I, yeah. It's so annoying. But one is just you can't purge it if it has one. Then you feel like yeah. an idiot. <laughs> so it's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> the third directive requires a bioroid to preserve its ability to function and report frequently to Haas Bioroid for repairs and updates. So there's a bit of flavor here that's interesting because you're reading the flavor text nails and it's like it's describing not quite what's on the card, you know? It's uh it, well at least in terms of um neutralize all threats. Like the third directive requires a bioroid to preserve its ability to function and report frequently to Hass bioroids for repairs and updates, but also it's trashing everything, including Hass bioroids own stuff. He's he is just he has to go back for repairs. What 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 other stuff he does there? Wow, <laughs> who knows? He's like whoops, knocks over the new Adonis campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> God, yeah. It's, uh, so so I'm starting the game as Adam. I have these three things out. Yep. So all and, and the other side note, and we can maybe talk about this in a second, is that all of these things are three influence. Yep. I have no idea if you'd ever want to import these. I don't think if, you do. if, else? if you're some crazy runner that wants to act like a bioroid, I'd <laughs> the theme definitely starts going haywire. <laughs> this like when you start importing Adam's card, specifically his console, which we'll get to, is I think his best card, and that well, we'll get to that. Right. Uh, yeah. You start with this weird setup. So when you when you literally begin the game, you, your first action must be to make a run. <laughs> yep. You can click through that thing. Yep. If whatever you access after that run has a trash cost, you have to pay it to trash it. Yep. And then at the end of that very first turn, if you only have two cards, you draw back up to three. It feels like you're like <laughs> you're like a runner on autopilot, which is which is kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah. These, I, yeah. these cards make a lot more sense when they're all down together and they're all working. It together. is also nuts that you do have to remember six conditional things from the start sure. of the game, yes. all this of is, which are like slightly annoying to someone. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely not uh, the deck you give your friend who you're teaching Netrunner to. So uh, <laughs> no, the opposite of that. In fact, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw out a little bit of theme. So have we talked in this cast before? 
about how Thomas Haas is probably Director Haas's son. Uh, oh, sorry. How Thomas Haas is a Byroid. Yes, that yeah. there's been like a, a faint amount of suspicion. Yes, because he's always wearing sunglasses, and the one way you can tell a Byroid is from his eyes. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that's oh. that's a bit of flavor, which is I don't think is in the card game. But yeah, you you can always recognize a Byroid from his eyes, and Thomas Haas is always wearing sunglasses. So it's the idea that Director Haas, who's you know like this very career-minded woman who deeply cares about Byroids, she's got pet projects up the wazoo, has this son. And I look at Adam, which is this rogue Byroid who is wandering around having been forgotten, and there's some kind of flavor there because Adam, first son, right? First man, right, right. Was the first. The idea that maybe he was some kind of forgotten child of Director Haas. There's also the fact that we don't have Adam and Eve campaigns. We have Adonis and Eve. Yes. And Adam is here. Yep. Yes. So it's like, was he the first sex bot who was too self-aware and ran away? You know? <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I don't think it's a mystery we'll ever have answered, but it's fun to think about. Definitely. Yeah, it is super, super cool. I like it a lot. That's cool. So uh, well, let's go on to his console. So what console did they give this guy? Oh, he, he has a brain chip. His brain, his brain gets even better. <laughs> so I think this console is awesome, and no one seems to be as enthusiastic about it as me. Really? Uh, so you, uh, yep, it cool. is two to install. It obviously it's a unique console. Um, it replaces it, your heart. I, I guess, <laughs> even though it's called a brain chip. No, maybe a Byroid has their brain in their heart. Shit. Oh, that makes sense. You can't say that it doesn't. Um, but you gain X extra memory, and your maximum hand size is increased by X. X is equal to the number of agenda points you have. That is so good. This is cool. So about halfway through the game, it's giving you three MU and three extra hand size. I mean, the idea, like, shapers have always run really half-hearted. Half it's three influence. But, like, I end up building a lot of decks where the console isn't important, specifically out of shaper, and then you start looking at these neutral runners. And the idea of just a console which you can... Used to replace all the like damage, like all the damage cards, like plascrete. Yep. Mm. All the hand size increasing because by the time you've got three extra hand size, you're not dying. Nope. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is really powerful. And then on top of that, you have a gajillion MU if you wanted to do some fun stuff with that. Right. And obviously, you need more MU the later the game goes. So the fact that this gives you like zero to one at the beginning. Eh, and it costs really two. Yeah. yeah so and nice and cheap. The bummer for me though is I look at that three influence and I'm like, this is a great console, and I don't know if it's and I. It, it, oh, it's so hard to fit it outside of Adam because you yeah. run two of them. That's six influence. That's a bit too much. Maybe you just run one in Shaper and you snag it with the London Library. Maybe. Not maybe. London Library. Uh, the, um, Tyson Observatory. Or, yeah, Observatory. And then you're a Shaper with a brain in his in or her chest. chest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah, fine. You're sure. Just, you're repurposing this weird bioroid tech to make your computer better. Why not? I so? guess. <laughs> Do you guys like this one? Yeah, it's cool. I I mean, both mechanically, obviously, it's great in that, like, it it does exactly kind of what you want a console to do. It's like, well, it doesn't give you a huge, like, early game advantage the right. way, you know, a Desperado or... I mean, yeah, if it's in your opening does. hand, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but once you get it down, like, it's so, the fact that snowball. it just keeps getting better and yeah. better and better. Oh. As the game goes on, it's getting stronger, and yeah. it's... And it, it, it just gives you more benefits for that agenda point swing. You're like, boom, okay, now I got even more cards in my hand, and, oh, priority wreck? Yeah, that sounds good. I also have, like, a brain cage that I didn't have to take damage for. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of... A lot's going on in this card, for sure. Yeah. Uh, shall I quickly cover the last resource, which I think we missed out on, which is very relevant to the directives. Yes. And generally, maybe the weirdest card in all of Netrunner. <laughs> um, Adam has a friend. He's a resource. He costs two. His name is Dr. Lovegood. Right. He's a connection, so he hangs out in off-campus apartments, uh, fixing up Adam. And his text reads, when your turn begins, choose one of your installed cards. The text box of that card is blank for the remainder of the turn. Flavor text is, you look tore up, kid. Have a seat. I'll fire up the arc welder. 
Now that's great because I can picture chaos theory. Like I was just thinking chaos theory. <laughs> just walks in, and he's like, "Dog, come here, kid." Arc, so arc <laughs> welding this like kid. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's a. So this is cool. So this is stuff that's really cool with cards like source, the source, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, interesting. Because it's the corpse turn, and the corpse has to do all this extra ad- advancing. But you don't need to worry about scoring and paying money. That yeah. Is, it is it just, oh, it just turns it off completely. So you can grab you the score, thing, and like it, won't, it won't even trash the source. It'll still be there for future turns. You don't even have to do, like, lame film critic shenanigans. That's right. Oh, man. That's actually pretty sweet. It is. I and obviously it turns off some of these more problematic... The, the problematic downside of some of the directives. Yeah, I mean, this is where I start losing my mind, right? Because you've got a runner whose power <laughs> is to have three cards which are kind of disadvantageous. Then you can put cards in your deck to remove your to power. Turn them <laughs> off. I mean, it's... Like, I can see what they're doing, but all of my experience with the game is, like, if you're including cards in your deck to fix other cards, it's gone wrong. <laughs> right. Could could be could be. I mean, it, this is the thing. You need to you need to counteract my like ne'er do wellianness snells because this is just this is who I am, and I, you need to be the the force for good, believing in Adam. Uh, he's okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I haven't played him at all. I think I, I think Doctor Lovegood can shut can shut off uh, like our drug dealers, right? They can, yeah. they can shut off anything that you're going to be having a problem with during your your turn, but you want still want that turned on during the corporation's turn. Yeah, I mean, so well, that, it is true. That is kind of how some cards are balanced, right? It's like here's it's, it's going to do this. Th- and that's what Wild Side does, right? It's like it's yeah. going to do this thing, but it's going to do it forever. So I hope you're prepared for that. Does your your ID card isn't installed? It's neither installed nor uninstalled, right? right? Yeah. I was just looking at this and thinking about Nasir. The idea oh. of <laughs> being able to turn off your face card and then not lose money would be huge, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it does not go all the way to yeah, because it says installed card, and that would not count your ID. Yeah, yeah. there is. Oh, and the, the one thing, the one thing that drives me crazy about Doctor Lovegood every time I see it. See Doctor Feelgood. Yep. That I had that stupid Monthly Crew song stuck in my head. I know. I hear it all the time too. Okay, so what if you're Adam and you want to get rid of your directives? You're tired of them. You want to break free. You want to break free. Yeah, you want to break free. Oh God. Smash some shackles. He's looking more like he's breaking legs there. Yeah. I think there's actually blood on that. There is. No, no. I think I read somewhere. Isn't this how Kim lost his hand? Yes. No. That was my theory. I hadn't read this, but okay, we're getting ahead of us. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. What card are we talking about here? We're talking about independent thinking. That's right. Great creepy ass picture. Yeah. Got Adam gripping a sledgehammer. That's covered in blood. One of his hands is fleshy, but the other one is more metal. That's all uh, intense. That's a bit creepy, yeah. Um, so you, it's an event, one credit to play, just one influence, which is kind of interesting, actually. This might be something you want to put in some other runners, maybe. Um, you trash up to five of your installed cards. You draw one card for each card you've trashed, or two cards for each card trashed if you trashed at least one directive. So, like, they're rewarding you for breaking the bonds of your robotic... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is, like... Unless you've done some other crazy shenanigans, like this is probably the most card draw you can get out of one event in the game. Period. No, like I mean, well, sorry, out of Adam, yes. Well, okay. maybe out of anybody. Like it's a cheap, it's a quality time. It's five. I mean, even oh, you it's bur- a quality time where you trash everything. Except <laughs> if you burn one directive and then four other cards, you draw ten because you only need to burn one, one directive. directive, and then it doubles. Every yeah. all of the other. It's ones. not only the director. Oh man, yeah. so it's pretty strong. Draw. Oh, okay. I I never saw that. That's huge. And again, like this, this with like your like once your brain chips are online, like once you can have that crazy hand size, yeah. then you're starting to get rid of your tools. You're just becoming this super powerful. Oh wow, robot man. god. 
Yeah, Although so. you do still have to trash installed cards. Yes. So <laughs> it's like, you probably want to set it up, set yourself up in a situation where, aside from the directly, there's other stuff on the board that you don't care about losing. Like an empty imp or something. Yeah, empty imp, cash. Har harbinger? 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 Harbinger. Harbinger. Yes. <laughs> harbinger. That one. Harbinger. Yes. Or even like, you know, an armitage or a daily cast that's almost empty. Sure. Stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. you need econ, and since you're neutral, you've well, effectively <laughs> yeah. neutral. We'll get to this as a problem of the neutral. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of runners, a challenge, yes. Yeah. But but staying on econ, he got a off the rails card. I think is is in multi threader. That card oh. is oh. bonkers. Yes. Just before we move on from independent thinking, so the flavor text here is Adam raised the hammer. He was free. He's got the stage armor. He's bloodied. And then yeah, we've got this Edward Kim thing, which again, I like the mysteries of the Netrunner theme. Um, what happened there? So we know Edward Kim lost his arm. Yep. And, and I, I think something else. I think I think he's also missing one of his legs or something. I think he's like really oh, is he? super messed up. I'm pretty okay. sure. Um, so I feel like if he had only one leg swinging the sledgehammer he uses would be real hard. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Um, uh, so what's happening here? Because we, we supp he supposedly lost his arm in an industrial accident. Did Adam... Adam raised the hammer. He was free. It's a bloodied hammer. So he hit someone. And then he was free. So was Edward Kim working in the facility where he was kept? And then did he break Edward Kim's leg and Edward Kim now carries the hammer? Maybe. It's like a soap opera! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Some I'm sorry. Where robots crush people's arms. I would watch that soap opera. Let's talk I would too. You've humored me. Let's talk about multi-threader. I, I, I just think multi-threader, it's like, it's a one influence card. Costs three and you have two credits and use these credits to pay for using programs. Yeah. And it's How one you. One influence. One influence and one MU. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like it's this is without question the the card in Adam that is gonna show up in the most everywhere. other decks. Everywhere. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> what what's an what's an analogue that we have? Like Data Sucker or something? Yeah, like Cyberfeeder? Data suckers, Cyberfeeder kind of like that. something like yeah, we that. We don't see Cyberfeeder, we do see Data Sucker. That, that's that's right, yeah. Yeah. But basically, this is like, so we're talking, we can use this for cards like SMC or something yep. to lower the cost. Oh, God. You, yeah. you can use it to pay for, like, fetching stuff with You can use it gin. to pay for vamp. Yep. If you have vamping. Oh. No, 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 no. Pay no. for using programs. Using, you, you, using oh, programs, yes. not during runs. Yeah. So it's so just that's the thing. You don't even have to be making a run to use this. So if you have programs that you can use that to, to grab a thing whenever you want, like SMC, Oh, yeah, Vamps an event. God, I'm hungover. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. But, that, but yes, and like two recurring. We all know how great recurrings are. We all yeah. love recurring credits. So this is like the... Isn't that what Toolbox gives you? Yes. Like, yeah. And you guys, Except you, Toolbox is even more constrained because with Toolbox, it's just icebreakers. icebreakers. This, this is, is all, all programs. programs. Yeah. And it's, and it's got like... I think it's got like a... A digital representation of Adam doing some multitasking. Like you. Yeah. He's like juggling you a pony. <laughs> yeah. that, what is that? A it's the four things he thinks about. <laughs> juggling ponies. It's a ponies. pony, a cube, a and flower. I think it's, it's a hobby. brain. I think it's a oh. It's a lotus. That's a that's an SMC. Oh, Wait, that, that's a knight. Oh my god. Okay, these are actually cards oh, that cost two. Shit. Oh, son of a bitch. oh my god. Yeah, it's knight, passport, SMC, or maybe an octopus. And whatever that last That's got to be SMC. I, I, I don't know. I cannot believe it's all programs that cost two. Oh, there we go. Good, okay. Although passport, your passport costs two to install? No. Two to boost it. Two, two to boost it. Oh, uh, yeah. And then a brain. That famous brain icebreaker. <laughs> Classic. Someone's going to point this out in the comments I know, and we'll and all feel like, like you, idiots. You morons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, what is that last one? 
Okay. Cool so, stuff, though, but, like... Yeah, yeah man, I, good good work, Lily Ibrahim. This, yeah, man. Great, great art. Uh, Kate installs this for two. God, it's... Modded, really... modded in this card. Oh, like, oh, oh. How sad are you when this hits the table, turn one? Turn one, yeah, you're just... It's like, okay, I just can't tax you ever! <laughs> yep. God! I yeah. like that it's a program, so give us give me some more program destruction, please, so I can clear some <laughs> <Right>. cards. <laughs> cool. But at, like, least, at least you can res your roto turret early and not feel like you're wasting it pointlessly if someone yeah. puts this down early. <laughs> Aside from that, though, man, yeah, yeah, when you see this show up, you are a sad person. That one influence. So definitely the most uh, flexible Adam card we're going to see. Yeah, this one is going to show up all over the place. Yeah. Just, but, what, but yeah, one influence. It's nuts that the two strongest Adam cards, the one that actually make me like Adam, are one influence. Yep. Yeah. That is that is very sad to me. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's cool because other because like the directives are so specific. Like if the directives, I mean, granted, I don't know why again why you'd want to put those in anybody anyway. But even if they were way less influence, <laughs> it wouldn't make Least sense. Of all Adam. Like. <laughs> um, but then also like they probably wouldn't show up in other people's things anyway. So it's kind of cool that these things are going to show up in our. Good and crunchy. And I mean, I like I like cards. I like good cards. I like cards showing up in places. I uh, I just yeah. I I would I, I I just feel sorry for Adam. I wish he had something that was his, like you know, really his. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I, I think I think maybe it feels like and again. Oh, I only say this because I haven't played him. It feels like that initial the weird baked in setup you get on turn one is going to be it. It puts you in a position that basically. Like, even Andromeda isn't in, right? Because, like, her turn one, she okay, she's got her million good cards. She still basically has to spend, like, two or three clicks installing them and will maybe make a run. Um, but Adam could do all kinds of, like, really weird crap on turn one. And then hopefully that initial momentum can then be leveraged into better setup later. When it feels like, it feels like if someone's going to be good with this deck, they're going to have to get a very good sense of, like, where Adam's tempo is. But it feels like it is not the tempo that a lot of other runners have mm -hmm. in a way that will be probably catch a lot of people off guard. I mean, it's certainly interesting that your click one, well, click one has to be a run. Huh? Yes. <laughs> but click two could be use independent thinking, trash, uh, neutralize all threats and safety first. And then you've got, what, nine cards in hand. You know, like that's on turn one, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then you've still got five bucks. You still have a card that lets you click through ice. Yeah. Um, the real, pr the thing that will hold him back though, like even if that works is that, I can say this from running Apex, spending all your influence on card draw, well, you don't need card draw, really. Yeah. But economy is what's really hurting these... these the neutral runners. The neutral runners. Right. Because mm. they don't they tend not to have economy cards in faction, so they need to... And, you know, yeah, you get sure gambles and dirty laundries, but every faction has, you know, the uh, the account siphons or the... Uh, I, I'm drawing Magnum a blank. Opus. Magnum Opus. Sure. Or, like, uh, liberated accounts. You know, these are actually... You never think about the influence on them because we always just have them in faction. Yep. When you start needing to import them, you're like, oh, liberated account is like three influence yeah. and stuff. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> and, right. and you you burn your 25 influence real quick. Do you so, so, so you can't do the classic, like, go baby and go Armitage instead for... Just because of the, 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 those are cheap, no influence cards. Oh, uh, okay. But, I mean, but they're just not strong enough. It's they're like, not very strong. They're fine. Armitage is not a bad card. I'm actually, I guess I didn't run it in Apex because it's not a virtual resource. resource. That's correct. Right. I mean, uh, Apex, Apex that, really hurts. I guess, I guess, I guess, yeah, that probably, because like almost all, the only two neutral econ events are Sure Gamble and Dirty Laundry. And Lucky Find, but obviously Lucky Find is too influence. So, oh God. And almost <laughs> well, all... Well, actually, no, it's fine then because if you're paying influence for yeah, the economy, yeah. then you'll be lucky finding all day long. Yeah. Um, but almost all the other... Econ neutral econ cards they're all resources which are fine for Adam and Sonny 
obviously not for Apex. I do I do love the idea of Apex going to work every day. <laughs> Busting some code. Did I did you guys see that well we we we'll cover this when we get to Apex. Are we are we done with Adam? Is anyone else? I think I, 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 think, I think Adam's so. wrapped up. Yeah. He's cool. He's He's def- cool. De- definitely for a different kind of player, which is what they've always been pushing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. I think I think just kind of the the mini narrative that exists inside of every single game where he starts out like very good rigid yeah. rigid at a specific set of things you can basically only do like these exact things and then it kind of becomes more independent and set up as the game goes on oh that's so cool <laughs> i love it i very, love it very, very yeah it's great i i really hope we see some more cards for these neutral runners because there's like i just want to see this design space explored more. yeah are that. you guys picturing like the when the new cards come out we're gonna get some sunny Laveau cards we're gonna get some Adam cards. yeah i mean i think the the, the powers that be at ffg have said this this is not the entirety of the stuff that will be in the mini factions, but it won't be a ton of ongoing things. I mean, either. I feel like they've always been so safe with the design that what they're going to do is they'll look and see how good these factions are. And once they've seen the impact and the meta they'll have, then they, they can start tentatively giving some yeah. more cards to the underused mini factions. Yeah, I imagine like maybe we'll see like one or two more cards for each mini faction per cycle. Probably. Mm, maybe. But they are here forever, which is interesting. Mm. Oh, yes, because they're in a deluxe set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, should we? let's talk about my boy, who I have been trying to make work. Jesse, what color would you say this is? Right. Um, wait. I, oh, I, here, here, I'll hold it for you. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's like a, that's like a, like a, it's really deep purple. Is it? it, I, it well, wait, from, 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 from here, it looks like that. Just, maybe a pomegranate? Pomegranate. Pomegranate. Boom, we did pomegranate? it. We did it. Yeah. Apex. Plum? I think plum. I think plum well, over pomegranate. Yeah. Or or, or or is there a lot of red? Terminal 7 answering the important questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like how both the colors are food colors. Too. Uh, so right. we, when we get to study, we got to find yeah, another it's, food It's probably plumegranate. It's a new one. <laughs> plumegranate. Perfect. Apex is a plumegranate predator. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, no, he's, he's an invasive predator. He has zero length. Identity. Digital. What? what? You cannot install non-virtual resources. Sounds bad. When your turn begins, you may install one card from your grip face down. That makes no sense. I don't understand, Jesse. <laughs> Again, 45 cards, uh, minimum 25 influence. So people have been talking about how Apex is a virus um, you can play, and that's actually not true. If you read the flavor insert that comes with Data and Destiny, there's a really fun... Uh, they do one of those chat logs they've done before. So mm. it's all hackers in like an IRC channel uh, right. talking. They're talking about the rumor of Apex, and I think someone comes in, like Wizard or someone... Uh, I think Wizard's in there. Uh, he's like, oh, dude, I just encountered this thing. It ate my whole rig. And everyone's like, and, and they're guessing what Apex is. Yeah. Someone says it's a virus. Someone else is like, it's a corporate like uh, machine gone wrong. Someone else says it's huh. an alien. And everyone laughs them out. And then it ends with Apex showing up in the chat room and crashing it. <laughs> um, which is oh, which is great. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. rad. So uh, here's the thing. Uh, I, I'll give, I've, yeah, I've, I've really been playing Apex and, and enjoying him. Um, so I think the card to start with is Endless Hunger. Well, before we even get there. Okay. So with the his actual ID power. Yes. Is I, it, it, yes. Why don't you talk? It'll make more sense once we've explained his cards. Yeah. I think. So I think, all, but mechanically, all you do is you just take one card from your grip. You don't even look. You, like, no one knows. Your opponent doesn't know what it is. Yep. There's no cost pay, whatever. It's like you just take a card from your grip and you put it face down on the table. Yeah. And just like a weird side pile of, of yeah. wrecked cars. It's, it's a secondary resource, basically. Yeah. So runners had credits and they had time and they have link and now Apex has face down cards. Mm. Um, so that's relevant for let's look at his icebreaker. This will give people a flavor of why Apex is the weirdest and scariest uh, 
digital entity of all. This is a zero to install program that requires four MU. <laughs> uh, so that is your I, rig. I like where this is going already. Yeah. Uh, turn one, boom, endless hunger. It's an icebreaker, and it reads trash an installed card, break and end the run subroutine. Strength. 11. 11. Yes, 11. Uh, the flavor text, oh God. Um, this is uh, Hosea Green, sync analyst, says, I've been, I've been monitoring the anomalies activity across the New Angeles, Pacific, and, and Andia trunk lines and associated nodes. I've yet to detect a predictable pattern or even formulate a theory as the anomaly's nature. So you're playing an anomaly that's just eating stuff. So, uh, yeah, this will break. This will break. Uh, what do we got? This will break a toll booth. Wotan? It'll break a Wotan, won't it? It'll break a Wotan. Well, no. So here's the here's the kicker. Oh, they, yes. And they clarified okay. this in the latest FAQ. Okay. It literally can only break a subroutine whose entire text reads, little arrow thing, end the run. So the ones that say, I see. do X or end the run, endless hunger cannot resolve. Technically, if you are, if you have no credits... Apex cannot break a pop-up window yep. with endless hunger. <laughs> yep, because you can't uh, throw a credit away to, uh, to, to install it. Here's the thing about Apex. So this card turns all the ice on its head in exactly the same way that Nasir does. Mm. Uh, when Nasir hit the table, uh, it's interesting because previously good pieces of ice become awful. Like, Curtain Wall becomes terrible against yeah. Nasir because you vomit 13 credits at him and then he goes, thanks. Yep. Um uh, whereas some stuff like pop-up window, Nasir can't handle because he goes down to zero credits and then yeah. is asked for money and he can't do it. Um, Endless Hunger does exactly the same thing. Um, you can waltz through toll booths, you can blitz through Eli's, um, and I had a game where I couldn't get through a Viper. Mm -hmm. If anyone remembers what Viper yeah. is, it yep. says, uh, like, end the run unless... It's Trace. It's, a tra it's, like, it's like Trace 3, I think. Oh yeah, Trace 3 if successful end the run. Yeah. And Apex is broke, and I could not buff the trace. I couldn't break. I couldn't beat HB on a trace. Yeah. So I had <sighs> no means of breaking it. Wow. Crazy. So it's interesting. Like Apex is just a terrifying virus, but there are some cards that just shut him down, and that's interesting because let's talk about his other card that everybody's talking about. It's an event. Ah. Uh. It's you might call it that. You might call it an event. It, it, is, it is an occurrence. It's a thing that happens. Yes. It costs three. So you're Apex, you pay three, you play Apocalypse. Only if you made a successful run on HQ, R&D, and Archives. So it's like um, uh, Notoriety or... Uh, West Complete. West Complete. Yep. Which do things like give you an agenda point. This is a bit better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you pay your three, trash all installed corp cards, turn all installed runner cards face down. And look at this art. He's like eating the planet. <laughs> yep, yep. He's, he's eating the world. Yep. He looks a bit like um, what was that transformer that ate planets? Oh, someone will leave it in the comments. Planet show. No, no, yeah, it's voice for Orson Welles. Uh, Uni Unicron. Unicron. There you go. Voice for Orson Welles. I didn't know that. Christ. Oh yeah. No, he was. Might, and and Leonard Nimoy's in that too as Galvatron. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, so I would tell you what the flavor text is, but oh yeah. no, the flavor text is actually uh, this. This and Harbinger is both from the ba Bhagavad I am become oh. death, destroyer of worlds. Uh, yeah. ah. the, 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 this one is I am become death, or the other Harbinger. The reason we're having trouble with it, people at home, is because the flavor text is in code. Yes, <laughs> I think it's, it's written it's, in Braille. I, th I, th I think it's Braille. No, it's not Braille because they were like, I can't believe someone broke the code so quickly. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. maybe it wasn't. Yeah, Braille. I, 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 I had to look it up because I was curious, but yes, it is the quote. I am become mm. death. Destroyer. It looks like Braille though. Yeah. But uh yeah, so this card is hilarious. Like I <laughs> I remember like Hilarious is one word for me. When when Order and Chaos came out, me and my friends uh Tim and Ian all met up and we were just playing new stuff and having such a hilarious time with like Max and Space Ice and all mm. kinds of stuff. Cosmic Ice, sorry. Cosmic Ice, there you go. Um and we had exactly the same experience with this where I was playing Apex and 
it is so funny on like turn five or something. The corp has two installed assets. It has an agenda and a remote. It has an ice on all the centrals. And then you just play this. Watching the corp pick everything up <laughs> and put it in archives. Like, like, not even just like, screw the mechanics. Screw whether this is a good card. It's hilarious. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Because then the corp is just like, they've got four cards in hand and they're just got nothing. And everything's just naked. Yeah. Naked I mean, is a fresh babe. <laughs> I mean, and obviously, like, this is just, this is, this is something you want to do at Apex. A very real threat is, let's say you're the corp, um, you've got relatively well-defended centrals, and you install advanced advance in a remote, or you throw the agenda in a remote. If Apex knows that, they don't have to get into the remote. No, no. And with endless nuke the world. <laughs> yeah, they just walk through archives, HQ, R&D, and then they play Apocalypse, and then you have like one turn to get the agenda back out of the bin. Yeah. Because interestingly, they can't actually hit archives to get the agenda. Yeah. Um, and again, that's where ice like Viper becomes super relevant, because... Yeah, Apex is going to be cut by you know neural katanas. It's going to be hitting architects. You know they're still going to get through with endless hunger. They're still going to break all the end of runs. They're going to get in, and that's all you need to do for apocalypse. Right. Um, and the the, Man, the flip side gross. of the, the last. Oh yeah, and you can totally run through those architects because you don't give a shit because everything everything's they, going they, they, they're I, so getting burned anyway. I had an amazing. <laughs> if they don't realize it's coming, you hit the architect first. Yeah. Because then, if they don't realize you're about to apocalypse, then obviously they'll set going, up. Yeah. They'll use the architect to install ice, <laughs> and then that's ice they're not getting back because yeah. you're going to apocalypse it. Oh yeah. man, yeah. So that's the thing. Is it like yeah, the little architect architect will get trash, so it'll stay there, but it does just it does not do anything before that apocalypse yeah. comes down. Man, unless oh, they install so another architect, of course. And then you're in trouble. All right. Um, because you can't break architect. Uh, so um, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, the other thing I'll say is the downside of this card can't be understated. The um uh, you trash all your installed runner cards as well. Yeah. Because I've been in the back half of oh, games. Sorry, don't I just turn them face down? Or do remember? Oh, you sorry, turn, 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 turn the face down. Which okay. is half good. Sure. Because you still have fuel, but also like uh I've been in games with Apex where you're in the back half and you can apocalypse. And you don't know if you want to because, sure. like, you've got your console, you've mm -hmm. got your icebreakers, you've got you know, mm. you've got something else, you've got like a mimic, which can get you through architects and um, uh, you know cortex lock and stuff. Yeah, well, not not cortex lock, but yeah, katanas. Uh, yeah, so it's so you kind of don't always want to do it because it can be really bad for you, especially if you know two of your endless hungers are in your trash, yep. mm, and you're right. about to trash the third because yeah. you know there's not another one in your deck. Right. So it's. It's a ludicrous and completely awesome card, but it requires some amount of skill, like it, and you know, timing-wise, timing yeah, yeah, interesting. But That's just cool. making the court pick up everything is so funny, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the the power of that card, holy crap! God, yeah. So speaking is... of consoles, I love the look of this guy's console. Yep. Um, a... So is this so? Is this what you run? Obviously, this. Is what yeah, you yeah, I run it, and it's again very, very cool. So what is it, Quinn's? Oh, sure. Um, it's a two-cost console. Um, it's called Heartbeat, and the. Fucking flavor of this art, like oh yeah. man, like yeah. so it's it's what looks like a kind of computer that appears to be in like an air vent or something, right? And there are spider webs and dust all around it, but it's so glowing it's, red. It's, so it's like a, it's, it's a neglected. weird old storage facility. Or yeah, something. exactly. And the idea yeah. that Apex's heart, like it's 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 where it lives, is just in somewhere nobody knows where. Yeah, like and they also pull Eddie Ground Poe, the Telltale Heart. <laughs> into the flavor text, so it's it's just amazing. Do you want to read the flavor text, Jesse? Um, sure. 
Meantime, the hellish tattoo of the heart increased. It grew quicker and quicker and louder and louder every instant. Edgar Allan Poe, man. Uh, so, so, it, so clearly Apex killed somebody and buried him under his floorboards. Yeah, yeah I think that's what <laughs> And, and, and the guilt is so strong, <laughs> he has to eat the world with a bagel. So this gives you one extra memory, which is vitally important, because let's not forget, Endless Hunger is all your memory. <laughs> right. um, and it has a power which is trash installed card. Prevent one damage. Damage. Now that's so interesting. That's huge. And actually, it's because yeah, like, all those all those damaged subroutines you can't break within this hunger. You're just like eh, I have like twelve cards face down. So you whatever. So so two things I will say, and I, I'm I'm glad I can actually contribute in a meaningful way. Unlike my Adam discussion, <laughs> uh, the um uh, so trash installed hard prevent one damage. That's good, obviously, but um you tend not to have as many cards face down as you'd think. If really? you're if you're applying pressure, like Netrunner, you run every turn, right? Mm. So maybe you're getting one face down card every turn. Maybe you're spending one or two. So you don't have that many. And trying mm. to keep yourself safe from a scorch, like you don't have a gajillion face down counts unless you've maybe apocalypse. Um, right. But uh, the what was I going to say? Trash and score confront damage. Oh yes. So Apex has a ton of cards to fuel all of his drawbacks. Like he has, um, you know, he has all these face down cards. He has loads of weird cards to do with putting cards face down and trying to scratch money together. And he has consoles and all this weird stuff. He doesn't have much money, and that means he is extremely vulnerable to uh, Sea Scorch. Um, really? Because he can't the, uh, match game. traces. Because right? he can't match traces right? and because he doesn't have much... Yeah, he does, just doesn't have much money. So hmm. Heartbeat is vitally important and actually is Apex. Like, I could see a game against Wayland or MBN where you're like, haha, Apocalypse, and MBN goes, great, I will now trace you and kill you. Because you... Uh, oh, because you turn Heartbeat face down. Yep, and that is then the moment yeah. where then you can be sea scorched. And, oh. and, and you sure as hell ran on that Apocalypse turn. <laughs> <That's Yeah. correct. laughs> you ran a few times, yeah. Um, no, if, if they're holding sea scorch, you can't Apocalypse. Like, because, uh, yeah, you, you tend not to have money because that influence is going places other than money. So, yeah, like, I love, Ape I love the design on Apex because, you know, he reminds me of, like, Nasir in that he... He is. He has really interesting flaws and really interesting advantages. Yeah. Uh, he's not just good. He's he requires skill. Uh, I love him. I love him. I, I think he's. I think he's really great. And, and obviously the flavor is out of control. Oh my god, the flavor of this card. It just like it was just so good. It was just no anything what I was expecting. It was handled really really well. Yeah. What are yeah. some of the tools that he gave that he got to help him? To help out his ability. Okay. Um, well, yeah. So this is the, I think the reason I should stress that you don't have much money is you pretty much want all of his cards um, because they are all really interesting and very powerful. So we've got Prey, um, which is another his other event. Uh, this is a zero cost run event. Make a run. Once during this run, when you pass a piece of ice, you may trash a number of your installed cards equal to the strength of that ice. If you do, trash that ice. So this is good for stuff that he can't necessarily break with Endless Hunger. True. Like you can slog past a Victor 2 or a Heimdall. And uh, while you can't break all of its subroutines, you can just burn all of your install cards and just kill it. Also, right. this works right after um, an apocalypse. So if they do res something and you have all those face down cards, you can just use prey and oh. nibble on stuff. E even though you're endless hunger, it might be gone. You can all you need to do is pass it. So right. if it's like if it's you know taxing, yeah. you know these kinds of things. Um, so prey is is real real good. Um, oh man, that means with prey, if you have a zero strength thing, it just gets blown away. up immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, then uh, I'll blitz through a couple of these. Uh, Harbinger um, right. is a zero-cost program with zero MU, which is good, because otherwise <laughs> you can have it. Um, it's got some really gross art of a man kind of being eaten by Apex. And um, it says, when Harbinger is trashed, install it face down 
instead of adding it to your heap. So we get like a double install. Yeah, card. so it's a double install that you can trash twice with Endless Hunger, or you can trash twice with Prey. That's free. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the thing I will say that with Prey and Endless Hunger, they don't say trash face down cards to use them. They say trash cards. So you can have awesome Hail Mary file tiles with Apex where you eat your whole rig. And does because yeah, you pray and you, yeah, you pray and trash. I'll trash my console. I'll trash this program. I'll trash. You know. mm, and if you're burning Harbingers, you're just going face up to face down. Yeah, and then yeah. you can. I just again. love I, the question. Ah. I have not seen answered is whether Endless Hunger can eat itself to break a subroutine. Oh man, because it's a good which I hope, and it would be so fitting for Apex. That, <laughs> yeah, trash because it just says trash and install card break a subroutine. Yeah, uh, interesting. I don't actually know. Yeah, um, and then uh, Hunting Grounds is cool, right? Yeah, uh, this is a two cost virtual resource. Uh, once per turn, prevent a when encountered ability on a piece of ice, but its real ability is trash. Uh, trash this resource, install the top three cards of your stack face down. Mm. So, so you kind of step on the gas pedal of, uh, and again, just gross art of Apex's weird tendrils, yeah. cyber tendrils. And you can yeah. use that to just skip past all the annoying crap on data ravens and toll booths and some of the new NBN ice. Oh, I'm so looking forward to discussing <laughs> that. Uh, and and um, the one that I noticed that I actually saw in a couple decks that were on NetrunnerDB yeah. that were really interesting was the weight was Wasteland. Yeah, let's talk about Wasteland because actually, in my experience, this is important and far better than it looks. Right, um, yeah. Do you want to talk us through this one? Sure. So, Wasteland is a two cost virtual resource, of course. Uh, uh, it's, it's a location. The first time each turn you trash one of your installed cards, gain one. Data goes in. Nothing comes out. <laughs> Two influence at Apex. It's it, it's this horrible like this. It's got more Apex tendrils. And oh, I tell you what, Geist likes this. Oh, you know what? Any 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 friggin ah, shape yes. any friggin shaper card likes this. <laughs> Aesop Aesop's pawn shop. Oh god, this Aesop, is even better. Oh god, you have well, Aesop yeah, with three wasteland and then there was one deck I saw that was a Haley deck. Yeah, and it was the, all about that, that's the one yeah. using endless hunger. Oh no, sorry, a wasteland and harbinger because you sell the harbinger to Aesop, uh, flipping it face down, getting four uh, credits. Weird. You sell it again on the next turn, getting four more, because you just have like four credits yeah, basically but, every turn. Exactly. No, we're, we're, no, we're going to put three wastelands down, though. That's why it's so crazy. Yes, oh, right. It's not, it's not unique. unique. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so God, so you sell a harbinger for six. You, for six, and you sell it again for six, for and, six more. And whenever you trash cards, so you're, if you're clone chipping, Right or yep. something, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, the first time, the first time, sure, first sure. Time. So if yeah. you, if there's nothing to get rid of, and you can you can still feed this wasteland, which yeah. is unreal. I mean, it's important because oh, and it's each turn. Yes, this yeah. is so the you other could thing. Ace up on your turn, and then clone chip on, on the corpse turn. turn. Yep. Oh, oh, so long gross. as we're still talking about Apex, he can use hunting grounds on the corpse turn. So if you've got oh, a couple of wastelands down, you can get yes. two credits by trashing the top three cards of your installing the top three cards of your stack face down. Then your turn begins, and you can. Hopefully, do a run and then get some money because it's this is the only money card Apex has. And would it, you run Pawn Shop in Apex? You can't. You can't. Not virtual. Not virtual. virtual. Oh, I just like I'm picturing Apex like taking all this stuff into. Here you go, <laughs> dude. There was an incredible thread on Reddit which was um, the best flavor interaction with Apex, and the one that just had me crying with laughter was um, Fisk Investment Seminar. <laughs> um, so Apex. I am Laramie Fisk. <laughs> I am here to teach you how to invest. Yeah. God. That's just that's just a cleaning robot. Water <laughs> on top. I am fine. <laughs> yeah, no, hunting grounds is vital. No, sorry, uh, wasteland is vitally important. Oh god, but you can also put day job into Apex. Yep, yep. No, yeah. wow. 
Apex will walk at my goodbye. He's uh, <laughs> he's got a little name tag. And he's all depressed. He's all deflated. Tendrils everywhere. God, you need to draw that. Alt heart day job. Oh man, oh man. So that's we've actually covered all the cards. Well, because they're all really exciting and strange. Yeah, the cool God, thing about yeah. building an Apex deck is you pretty much include. I mean, a good start is every card. <laughs> like cool. every single card you get in Data and Destiny, you start there, and then that's like oh, what we got, three six. 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, and then you have, so you're 21, and then 22 more, wait, 24 cards that you right. have to pick. Yeah. Which is a nice deck building exercise, like, yeah. you know, only 24 cards, and you got 25 influences to do it. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, he's he's neat, and really, really interesting. I just love runners that force the corp to play differently. Yeah. I love, I love runners oh that give God. you unique problems. Yeah, if I sat down across from an Apex, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. yeah. Aside from hope, I put it a Chrisium grid. <laughs> <laughs> Chrisium would be real good. Because again, Apex probably doesn't have five guys to trash it. No. He's he's great. And again, it's not it's Man, like it's so like playing weird. against Sea Scorch. It's not being apocalypse is bad. It's you have to play as if Apex has the apocalypse in hand. Right. So you never know when it's safe to install an agenda. Um, importantly, Apex has a really hard time with fast advance. We got no clot, you know. Sure. We got no um, the source. Mm. We got no, uh, right. and he has no multi access. Oh, this is the other thing. He, you'll know he has he has to import all of his multi access, right? And he can't. Well, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. And actually, that makes it pretty hard to sometimes steal agendas, <laughs> like because right. you're just nipping one card off R and D or one card mm. off HQ, right? And then you probably don't really have the influence for R&D interfaces or HQ interfaces, right? Mm, mm. Uh, Because they're quite a lot of... You've got to get that uh, directive in there. Wait, you can't. That's not a virtual reason. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Building an Apex deck is just a case of... uh, Oh, I'll do the... Oh, Uh, (laughs) I'll do the... Oh. So who's our last runner now? The the least weird of all of them. The most normal runner. This one... Is just a nice lady. You say that, but I think she's pretty weird in the context of like gaming in general. Like, I, I feel like there are more sentient viruses than you know mums. <laughs> okay, in that's gaming. probably true. Yeah, but as as a, as a as a a, a, a being in existence, <laughs> she is just a nice lady doing a job. Yeah, it is Miss Sunny LeBeau, a security specialist. Um, and she has no specific ability on her ID whatsoever. Great. Good. She just has two link, has a deck size. Wait, wait, of... sorry, what? Go back? Yeah. How many link? Two. The first runner in the game that starts with two link. And you think, okay, well, I don't I don't get traced that much. One, <laughs> once this once the NBN side of this <laughs> oh, becomes you're gonna get some traces. You'll be traced a lot. <laughs> but two, there are far more cards than you realize, and there are even more in here. Yep. That become quite potent as soon as you have two link. Two link. Uh, we'll talk to those. Talk about those soon. Uh, what's the flavor text there, Nels? She says, "Mommy will be home soon, sweetie. She has to kick some ass first. I can't say that in an English accent. It sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and importantly, uh, we got a we got fifty card 50, minimum. Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna have a thicker deck than you might be used to. As someone who's been playing Valencia for. Quite yeah, you some say time. it's not that much of a problem. This is, yeah. I'm used to it by now. This is not a big deal. <laughs> I He's... think it's a big deal. You're just used to it. It's Probably. like Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if there are any beginners listening to this. Um, having more cards in your deck is actually it's it's bad, and you got to think of it like the reason all competitive decks have the bare minimum of cards is because those are the cards you want, and every card in addition to that you have 
sort of you're you're diluting the cards you actually really yeah. want to see. Well, you're making every single card you need to see rarer, which is pretty bad. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, she is interesting because technically she's not she's not a crazy hacker at all. She works for GlobalSec, yep. which is kind of like the you know, the, the equivalent of the Turing's in, you know, William Gibson's books or whatever. So kind of like, these are the people that provide oversight and security for the net, the matrix, um, across the whole globe. So she's basically like a white hat hacker. Where right. She's yeah. breaking into places to tell the corporations how to shore up their stuff for future incursion prevention. The uh, insert that comes with Data and Destiny is, is a ton of fun because it's her story is um, she's like she's at work and her, she's walking with her boss and um, her boss is like we need you to hack into like NBN I think or someone or Jintaki right. maybe right. and she's like and I, I'm going to butcher this but basically she says is it is it this kind of job or this kind of job and what she's saying is um, she likes the jobs where the corp doesn't know because some of the job is like, oh, the corp knows you're going to be going into security. Sure, right, right. You mm. can't, but when the corp doesn't know and you're like, um, if you're found, it will be like denied that you were ever in there. Then oh. she, that's, that's what she like loves. That's what she, <laughs> and so she's like, oh, let's get to work. This, oh, nice. It's going to be fun. Very also, cool. can I just say how quickly I would work for GlobalSec if I got that uniform? That is the most fly outfit. I have. It's pretty strong. Yeah. It's that- pretty strong. It, I, it I, beats like the Geek Squad or whatever they have <laughs> <laughs> by, by a little bit. What do we call this color, Jesse? This is, this is the plum I was thinking. Or, ah. or, or an orchid. An orchid, which is another word for purple. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't right. have to say that. You sound professional. And then like, so we got orchid and then... What's, <laughs> uh, plumagranate. Plumagranate. Plumagranate and olive. And olive. Perfect. Yeah, nailed it. Nice. So, so she has like, like right out of the bat, security chip. Oh, yes. yes. Okay, let's get... Okay, what what okay. the hell? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so almost all of Sunny's stuff is basically about Link. About her connections in the thing. Like, she yeah. has so many connections. She's so well jacked in and uh, that, that all these cards fire off a of Link, which is exciting because Link is a has kind of been like a not not very impressive yeah, it, thing. It's here. like, oh, it's nice when you have one Link. Okay, so we have Cloudbreakers. Yeah. I guess Geist likes Link. Right, because yeah, he's sure. using yeah, cloud breakers are real hard yeah. to use. Sure, right. So, so Link hasn't been that cool yet. Yeah. But we get cards like Security Chip, Hardware chip, one influence, trash. And zero to install. Zero to install, yes. Trash. Choose an icebreaker or or any number of cloud icebreakers. Each chosen icebreaker has plus one strength for each link you have for the remainder of this run. Use this ability only during a run. And yeah, Geist loves this because We're trashing, we're drawn. Yeah, when you're when you're getting set up with set up with cloud breakers, it take like the shiv spike and crowbar. Yep. yep. Um it takes you'd be surprised how long it takes to get it to a level where you can like break an Eli. Well, yeah, because yeah, so right. you're, you're installing and installing and installing. What strength am I? Three. Fuck. Uh, like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. How about, bit... Like how about wasteland here too? Like man, just a mid oh, run, yeah. boom, sh- big influx of cash from those wasteland. Oh, ah, yes, like, yes. Yeah, sure. And 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 built in two link with uh, Sunny, Sunny, of course. That's... It's like guaranteed two for all your cloud breakers, and we'll get to we'll get to her the... relationship with cloud breakers the... in a little oh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't play much Anarch. Do Anarchs like this for the fixed strength breakers, like Yogg? Um, Yogan oh, Mimic. Yeah, maybe. The Anarchs don't got Link. They almost like, never have Link. Like they just, the only one is Reyna. Edward, Reyna and, and Edward Kin. Yeah. yeah. Those, are, those are the two, like, professionals. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> right. two. Yeah. So it's like you could get your, you know, your Mimics near Yogs from three to four and then get David above frame. But it's like, if you're going to do that, you probably just want Ned Ready Eyes. Oh, yeah, sure. Ned Ready Eyes always works. <laughs> Ned Ready Eyes is good. Yeah. And um, Ned Ready Eyes can fire up. I've had worse, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, however, however, the other piece of hardware, which is... Oh, this console. Oh, man. Really cool. 
this oh, console man, this is console. gross. So it is it is huge. It is a security nexus. It's heavy, very heavy. It's eight credits to install. Oh, oh my god. Whoa. Ow. And three influence. But but what it does is it gives you one MU and one link. So that gets sunny all the way up to three link. So oh cool. boy. However, this is the other thing you can do. Okay, here we go. Once per turn, <laughs> when you encounter a piece of ice, you may force the corp to conduct a trace five. If successful, give the runner one tag and end the run. If unsuccessful, the runner bypasses <laughs> the currently encountered ice. So you put this on the table. You make a run at some juicy remote service protected by a toll booth that hasn't been res yet. Corp spends eight to res the toll booth. You're like, cool, trace five on top of that. Oh, you did not want to pay down that trace five. I will bypass that toll booth now. Goodbye. You can probably assume as well that if you're playing Sunny, you'll have all kinds of junk to get your link up to like four or five. Sure. Oh yeah. At which point it's the equivalent of like a trace zero to bypass the ice. Yeah. You're just you just have a inside job machine. Yeah. That you've installed. Basically. I mean, okay, not to. Here's the thing: she has no economy cards. Right. So if she is like. Uh, I'm wondering as a neutral runner, she might not have that much money okay. compared to like a traditional corp. I could be wrong there. Maybe in her 25 influence, she can actually pay for the resources that Apex can't, and yeah. as such can actually generally become pretty witch. Right. But uh, yeah, also, I mean, let's look at this. More practically, this is an eight cost console, Boom. and it's asking you to pay to have to be richer than the corp consistently. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if there are many runners that can be richer than the corp consistently. Like, I mean, there's prepaid cake can just about keep up with the richest, can can outpay the richest corpse, but like shapers can. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking it, it's it's awesome. I think it's just, it has to be powered by money. Yeah, yeah. sure. Well, I mean, the other thing is it is a May ability. So you can just be like, oh, they have way more money than I do. Eh, I won't use oh, it Oh, I'll tell you what. No, here's the thing that I figured out. If you encounter something gross like a, a Shinobi or an architect or something, something that you don't have the capacity to break yet, you can force the trace and then deliberately lose. So here's the thing, it, you you become immune to awful ice. Right. Like Heimdall or Janus, or even if you don't want to lose three credits from Tollbooth, right. you can just take the tag, right. which is, you know, probably... Not that bad. Taking a tag is almost... Like, there's a lot of mean ice out there. Yeah. So I actually... I, I would rather be tagged than yeah. say face plane into a, a, a Cortex. I, yeah, I have die, for example. <laughs> I see this as much as I don't want to encounter a awful thing as, right. as much as a bypass machine. So yeah, I love true. how flexible it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also like lines up perfectly with their flavor. Like she's testing corporations like, okay, well, uh, hit me with the trace. Yeah, yeah, I still got through. God damn it. I mean, it, actually, interestingly, if you do want to use it as a jack out machine, you can't increase your link above four because if you're Link five and the corp goes. Oh, what's better than the thing that you still have to encounter? Yeah, the ice yeah. You're like, I will pay negative credit. Yeah, crap, <laughs> yeah, crap, crap. yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. Yeah. Um, another another juicy with link thing is the global sec security clearance. This oh, is, dude, this card. Yep, this, this man, card. Love this one. Card. Yep. It's two. I'm to, so excited. I'm gonna have a Timbit. <laughs> do it, chomp it. Uh, it's two to install, two influence. So that's pretty good. You can only install it if you have at least two link. So the only person out of the gate, again, who can install this is Sunny. But what it does is when your turn begins, you may lose a click. If you do, look at the top card of R&D. She approached the server, flashed her credentials, and passed straight through. She wondered what it said about her that doing things the legal way felt like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> this card it's, is so annoying. This oh card man. is so annoying. It's... it's because uh, it's it, obviously the, the most resemblant parallel is Woman in the Red Dress, 
Except with the woman in the red dress, you know, both players look at the card and then the corporation chooses whether to draw it or not. In this case, just like, eh, I'm going to take a peek at the top card R&D. Okay, okay, that's good to bad. know. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to waste any time. Like, oh, Okay, you lose a click, but whatever. Um, you don't have to waste any time like chewing through a bunch of ice on R&D. It basically feels like once you get this on the table, you have way more control over when you need to run. Yep. And even if, even if you see an agenda, you don't necessarily have to run an R&D, right? You know where it's going to go. So if they're like, if they, if you put this down and the corp goes, oh shit, and then like vomits a million pieces of ice all over <laughs> R&D, but then you see an agenda, you're like, okay, I know where that's going. And you just get set up, you know, get some more money or whatever. Yep. And you look at that legwork you've got in your hand. And then the next turn, you know, they draw it and they're like, oh, what did you, okay. And then they don't install anything. You're like, cool. Uh, I'm going to legwork through your one iced HQ now. Uh, give it, give it to me. Yeah, please. that, what an annoying card. I mean, even just not, it, it's not even just agendas. It's like, if you see the caprice coming up on the top, yep. just nip in there and get it, get it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it obviously, if you see, like, a scorched earth, you're like, okay, shit, well, now I need to worry about that. But... It's so good. My friend uh, says he doesn't quite like it because it becomes, like, it, it makes Netrun a game of waiting. You know, like, you mm. just sit back. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's an agenda. I'll go have it. Oh, okay, time to go. Um, but, yeah, it's just a great card. And uh, nice cost. Nice, like, the fact that you need two link. Yeah. That's pretty good. And the fact that the corporation doesn't know what you saw means you could even basically make fainting runs on R&D. So yep. you see something, you're like, ah, whatever, it's trash. I don't care. Um, but then you run an R&D anyway, oh, yeah, if and they think, oh, shit, oh, they, they, oh, my God, they're going to come in and get you, so they waste a bunch well, of, like, on, get money out there, yeah, resing yeah. a bunch or of Or they big... could pop a Jackson. You can, yeah. you can bluff it out. You can pretend there's an agenda on top, run. They use the Jackson to shuffle R&D, and yeah. then you're seeing a fresh card that might be an agenda. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool. We'll I learn. like it a lot. It's, like, it feels like it might maybe just replace any kind of R&D multi-access that you might want to put in Sunny. Potentially, sure. I mean, it doesn't help you like get down deep, right? So right. it's like if someone's doing some daily business show or some shenanigans, uh, maybe. But also, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good, and I, I think it kind of gently replaces multi-access. Yeah, at least for R and D, maybe not for HQ. No, sure, sure. Yeah. This isn't leg work, and you're happy. Yeah. The other resource that someone yeah. has is Jack Sinclair. He's a dude, so oh, he's, he's I a love connection. this suit. I love yeah. this suit. This one is interesting. Um. He's two influence. Uh, he's three credits to install, except you reduce the cost to install Jackson Claire by one for each link you have. Now, I kind of like that because it feels like, um, oh, if you're well enough connected, Jack will just do it for free. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, you know sunny, a guy who knows a guy yeah. <laughs> who's friends with Jack. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Sonny installs him for one, uh, unless she's already got some other MU uh, link boosting stuff, then he's just free. So what he does is when your turn begins, you may make a run. You cannot use programs during this run. So good. So, <laughs> so, so good. So this is interesting. It it's feels so like good. It's so good most of the time. It's still a freak. It's clickless running. No, yeah. dude, it's 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 a five-click runner for almost no install cost. And you can't use programs, but like, think any corporation, I'm always looking at assets I want to trash. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking at like, I mean, look at Replicates and Perfection. Not that that corporation needed another kick in the teeth. But, like, <laughs> but you know, you run on can hopefully run on a central that's unprotected. I mean, yeah. if you get Jack early when the corp can't actually protect everything. Right. Or when you just want to force them to res because you don't have any programs anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I think he's real good, man. Yeah. It feels like, especially too, if you put this together with something like either bank jobs or security testings or whatever, where yeah. you can basically just keep forcing the corporation to res every single piece of ice they put down 
or you're going to start getting massive upsides from doing that. Yeah, and it just feels. I mean, I'm imagining it. I'm imagining a Sunny which runs a one of Apocalypse and then Jack Sinclair. So what you can do is on the final turn where you think you've lost. Oh man! You you got Jack Sinclair, so you hit HQ, then R and D, then Archives, then your Apocalypse. You still have a click left. Yeah. So then you can go into Archives and hopefully get the agenda that you couldn't get before. Right. And that gets you around Caprice if they've got the winning agenda in a Caprice. Ah. Obviously, you've lost all your rig. Right. <laughs> this is the Hail Mary. Yeah. I feel like a one of Apocalypse just for Hail Mary purposes is so, legit. So what does Sunny tell the corporation? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, I. I, I got a bit competitive there. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a wasteland. Like, you're, you're, uh, everything is very well protected, except there's one <laughs> protocol you guys might want to shore up. <laughs> and the bill's in the mail. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, goodbye. Wow. Awesome. Okay, so what does Sunny get to like deal with ice? Because I thought yes. these things are crazy. She gets the most pissed off mum breaker suite yeah. <laughs> we've, we've ever seen. Yep. So... They all uh, they have a, a particular uh, through line. Yep. There's the GS Striker M1, the yep. GS Shrike M2, and the GS Sherman M3. All of which have pictures of horrific military hardware. Correct. Just like yeah, th th this is like the good stuff. This isn't the the, the 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 stuff you find in the trash. This is like like company grade. Icebreakers. I also right. love that it's it's kind of company grade in that like it's so showy and brash, but it's not that good. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's like of course a corporate if a corporation makes an icebreaker, yeah, it's gonna look like this. It's gonna be like just yeah, we'll blow up any ice. It doesn't really do the job. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they all basically do the same thing. Right. So they're all um cloud breakers. So if you have at least two link, which of course Sonny has built in, the MMR cost of all the programs is zero, um, otherwise they're one. All of them start at a base strength of one. For two credits, they boost their strength by three. And for two credits, they break any, any number, number of subroutines of the type. And so obviously, Striker is the decoder, Shrike is the killer, and Sherman is the fractor. Flavor text is bigger, better, boom. <laughs> so they're all a little bit more expensive to install. The fractor is three, the killer is five, and the decoder is four. Uh, importantly, we've got a tank that goes through walls. We've got a gunship that kills sentries, and we have a hovercraft that goes through code gates. That is also or made some of, kind a, of pizza a knife? Cutter? Yeah, pizza, pizza cutter, pizza cutter knife, knife, car. <laughs> pizza sure. cutter car. Done. Great. <laughs> yeah. Pizza cutter car. It's perfect. So Wonderful. All of this stuff is about one or two more credits to install than you would like to pay for that icebreaker, really. Um, Basically. And it becomes... its They're all weirdly well-suited to big pieces of ice with tons of subs. That's right. Um, but terrible for things like Eli's wraparounds, yeah. uh, mm. Enigmas. Right. Like, yeah. how much does... Uh, what's the... What's the strength on Enigma? Two? Yep. So yeah. to break Enigma, four you're paying four bucks for Striker and then four bucks to get through Enigma. Which yeah. again, this is a this is a neutral runner, so I don't know what our economy is gonna be like. I think I think this is this these like, I think multi-threader is a big fan of these cards. Yeah. Uh, so the, oh well, yeah, sure. Yeah. So the one because, because of all the spare MU she has, she can Yeah, because basically no, her breakers aren't ever gonna yeah. take up any MU. Multi-threader and data sucker both really help her out. Feel great to put with these things. They're a little bit heavier to install, but once you get them down, if you can have them nicely supported with either multi-threaders or data suckers, oh then you're doing good. Especially data sucker 
super delicious with Jackson Claire. Sure. Because you're just making that free archives run yep, every turn. Yep, yep. You're like, you're going to have to start protecting that or I'm just going to keep getting these free tokens. Yep. Which I find, I find really interesting. So she's set up like the company's like, okay, here's the icebreakers. Go do it. She's like, I got all this extra space. I'm going to like dive into the Anarchs for some, for, for some uh, data yeah. suckers. Like right. she actually hops around and steals the cool trashy runner stuff <laughs> to kind of help out her, uh, the corporate thing. Well, this is the best in the business. So keep using this, Sonny. Like, sure. yeah. And you're like, oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll get my Corona from the street. <laughs> <laughs> like my Corona from the street peddler outside. Yeah. So, so, so I think that's what's kind of interesting about her. It's like she has all these cloud breakers. The first cloud breakers that aren't um kind of one one pop. Yeah. Uses. Aside from old Zoo and Creeper. True. You know. Oh, classic. <laughs> classic Zoo and Creeper. Well, Zoo, 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 Zoo's great. Creeper, of course. I don't. I have a little yet bit to see more pricey. <laughs> oh man, I've seen Creeper. It's when shapers are doing weird shit and they don't have um uh, the influence. Uh, influence. Yeah. Sure. And they'll run a Creeper and be sad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so like she's in a position where she has all this spare MU to, mm. to throw around because even her console is going to give her another one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so you're running. What what's nice? The recurring credits. You maybe imps. Yeah, you're right. The data suckers and multi threaders are great. But probably going to be a big, big baby, big yeah. part of her imp medium something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Because yeah, I guess you don't even you don't have to pay influence to uh, to get through stuff. So let's let's what's what's an awful piece of ice that uh, what what's big that you actually run into occasionally? Like Susan. Yeah, Susanu, you know, curtain wall. Susanu O, rather. Yes, Susanu uh, O. Susan. Um, um. <laughs> what's what's her strength? Seven. So with a strike, you're looking at. Sorry, I'm such a dweeb. This is the worst radio. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, okay, so you're looking at four to buff the strength and, and then two to break it. Six bucks. Six bucks to get through. Susan. It's not bad. No, no, it's not bad. Not. But it's a big piece of ice, which should be what Shrike's good at. Exactly. That's, that's and true. it's not quite. Well, I mean. You're, you'll get through Suzanne for with Fairy for five. And it is. <laughs> like, I don't know. There aren't many other cheaper ways to get through a seven strength kill uh, century. I guess, yeah. I'm thinking about like femming it, really. But yeah. yeah. No, no, sure, sure. And yeah, the real advantage of this ice is not. I feel like the picture and the name is misleading. The advantage is that it's zero MU. Like, that's yes. the big thing. And, yeah. the, and it breaks any number of subs for two. Yeah, like, which that is. is so like Sarugi, quite like, nice. boom. Like, yeah, Sarugi. Wow. It, spider it, web? No. Well, spider and, web. and like Kamainu. I guess Kamainu's still going to cost you four. Oh, no, just, no. Just two. Just oh, two. two there bucks you to get strength one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And if you, it feels like if you have a data sucker or two, because like once you pull things down from like the three, four range they normally are to like one or two. two and she's running data suckers. She also has the ME for parasites. Yep. Oh, well, yes. Uh, yeah, if there's any especially annoying crap, you can get it off with parasites. A thing, uh, Adam, hmm. Uh, so Apex doesn't really have to worry about tutoring because he has one icebreaker. Uh, <laughs> well, even then, like I really struggled to find my mimic uh, when I was playing Apex, but she doesn't have any tutoring. Yeah, so, so it feels mm. like you want to grab either a couple SMCs, SMCs. or maybe special SMCs orders. are great because they're not. What's the influence no on SMC? Three. SMCs, three. Special orders, just two. Yeah. So like a pair of special orders. Fine. And you yeah. just run like three copies of each of the breakers. But I, or I don't know. Rather. I think you're on a multi-threader, so you might as well run. That's so then for the people at home, what's mm -hmm. the two link minimum stuff that we've seen up till date? We've got Underworld sure. Contacts. Yeah, yeah. Guy with phone. Guy with weird phone. Definitely Underworld Contacts. Guy with weird phone. Who's he, who's he talking to? We never know. I mean, oh yeah, because he's holding he's it back. He's holding it very strange. Yeah. And his hands. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You can't get more guy, underground guy than that. It's like, turn phone. the phone upside down and then you can talk to him. That's how the cops can't find him. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the wire. You know, it's like, he's just phone weird. So, so, so that's one of the things. So that's think? two cost and it's uh, one, one credit. One, yeah. one credit yeah. at the start of every time. Makes sense because Sunny loves the contacts. So if we can get those contacts down right away. Yep. 
Um, you can also <laughs> you can also probably use. Um, it feels like you want to get set up with a bunch of drippy con, so sure. uh, both underworld contacts and data folding. Data folding is perfect. Since with her. your rig's basically going to be empty it's, anyway, because all your breakers don't take up no immune, so you're just like pulling down between like three and five credits I've, for free. I have run that deck that has um, data folding and underworld contacts yep. with Andromeda, and it is it's weird. I don't know if it's. It's it's it, people should try it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I I was a pretty big fan of the contacts one. It has all the pressure at the late game and none. No, at the, the beginning you're just like yeah. But then like also Sunny doesn't have pressure like at least in criminal you can account siphon and stuff in the early game. Right. Sunny doesn't have that. Yeah, so I feel right. like too much drip is actually going to be bad for her. Sure, yeah. sure. Or you'll just want to shore it up on the other side with you know inside jobs or something else just to make sure you can you can still be threatening early. Because, yeah, as noted, you need a bunch of money to put down your breaker. I mean, maybe you go with, like, stim hacks, right? Like, maybe, like, stim hack, stim hack SMC. Man, she loves her job. Sonny, come on. Chill <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in NBN, guys. I'm going to be home for dinner, sweetie. I'll be there soon. <laughs> Mommy, why are you acting like that? It's, like, so tragic. Oh, my God. Um, uh, so that's, like, that's pretty much all Sonny's cards. Yeah. Really. Yeah, that's Very everything. Well, She's we, definitely... I think of the three, she's the one that I find the most interesting. I'll probably end up playing the most, even though she's the le least bonkers of the three. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. But it, it 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 is cool because there's still something very very cool about her flavor wise. Like, yeah, it's all fascinating. Oh, I um, love I love just the streak of um sort of pink she's put in her hair that matches her nails. Like she's a mom, but she's just got this just edge which I love. Yeah, she's a cool. Yeah, style. They, yeah, they, I'm they, in love with Sunny LeBeau is what I'm saying. <laughs> They Apparently, did, they they did a really really great job as as they always do on all these characters. There's just so much to them. They're just so they're just yeah. so, so interesting and fascinating. Yeah. Ah, so so cool. we did get a couple of neutral cards. Yes, and three think, of them. I, I think we three, got. Oh, wait, hang on. Oh god, how do I find this? One is one is huge. One is huge. One is not bad. Yeah. One is really weird. Perfect. <laughs> which 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 is the perfect explanation of every card that comes up. Netrunner. Basically, every pack. I think we should go over the current first. Yes. Because this is a one influence current. Yep. Neutral current. Neutral current. Just straight up neutral, not part of the, any of the manufacturers. So we straight so up. We all got to pay for it. Yep. Cost one. It's called employee strike. That sounds really bad for the court. It sounds really bad. Event current. This card is not trashed until another current is played or an agenda is scored, as usual. The corpse identity text box is blank. Yeah. Cerebral static in the other uh, direction. But my blue sun. What? No. Like, <laughs> yeah. man. Oh, man. There's some corpse that this hoses so hard. It feels so fair to do this to Replicating Perfection. Oh, oh yeah. God. Like Replicating Perfection having dragged us through the mud for like a year. <laughs> yep. Now it's like, hey, hey, your employees don't like you anymore. I'm just going to go over here. Yep. Uh, did you guys catch that this is one influence? Yeah, yes. one influence. Yes. So we're all paying for it. Like every faction, you gotta you gotta pay to get one of the one of the strong, strong, stronger currents. Definitely. Oh yeah, no holy question. cow! Yep, it's a. There's not a lot of things that doesn't help out. What's cool is by playing next a lot, like I do. I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is probably the only corp that doesn't get pinched by this. I know. <laughs> there is a very hilarious oh, Grendel as well. Yes, and Grendel, and, yes. I, and I also play that a lot too. Do yeah, you? I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into Grendel a lot because I really want to make it work. And I've lost, I think, like six games in a row. No, oh, no, it's it's wonderful. It's gonna happen. So I'm gonna win a game. I'm gonna be able to. Really there is a hilarious interaction with this and Harmony MedTech, where someone puts down employee strike. Yep. So. The harmonies, whoever gets to six points first wins things. Oh, yes. Off. I love this. Yeah, and then yeah. if both you and the runner get to six points, and, it, and then you play another current 
or you score your own agenda taking you to six it's points a draw. Head it's six. a draw. It's just a straight up draw as if you'd run out of time. Oh, then that's bad in a tournament because you only get one point rather than two. Yes, correct. <laughs> wow. Okay, honestly, when the hell is that going to be happening? Yeah. <laughs> for, for all those mashups where one person is playing Harmony MedTech and the other person is playing Employee Strike, I say, watch out. <laughs> I say we have a tournament where those are the only decks you can play. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, that is, uh, is just as far as like, if you're looking for a current, especially if there's like a couple very particular court matchups that really kick you in the stones just because of certain ID powers, slam this in. Like yep. it'll be good sometimes and great in a couple of cases. Is that, yeah, what's the, what's the corp that hurts the most from this? What's the corp that just explodes? Mm -hmm. I mean, RP does get like, RP has a bad time. RP, RP's it's, bad not, time. It's, not, it's, it's not the worst. It's, it's pretty bad if you can go over and kill the Sundews and stuff. For one yeah. Time. Um, they probably get hit the most by it. Like even the small ones, like the free draw from NEH or the free cred install from yeah, OEF, yeah. both of those going away seems like not a big deal. Except oh, that's a thing the corporation is doing. You know, like you every need that acceleration. Turn. That's I, right. I want to say the corp that suffers the most is personal evolution. Could be. Yeah, uh, sure. Like they, 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 they need. To, if you want to kill them with a thousand cuts, you need some razor blades, <laughs> yeah, right? Like you yeah, need, like, you need, you need. Then your you just ability. become a weird corporation where yeah. they just score all the agendas. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. still does two crap. Good work, right. employees, though. Yeah, and then, like, has Byroid, like the classic HB. This, this is great because they, their, their whole game is based on like, oh, install a game the one and then yeah. use that as. No, 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 no. The corporation that gets hosed the most by this for sure, without question. Is cerebral imaging. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have 29 cards. You're like, you have five. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yep. I've only just seen the flavor text on this as well. Yep. Are you crazy? We can't send in Prysec until the media gets bored and goes home. <laughs> <laughs> so they can't go and mess them up. Arrest their yeah, employees. They basically can't go strike breaking, and, uh, strike breaking until <laughs> the media's left. People yeah. turn off their cameras. That's it's hilarious. Like, yeah. Next, good, good, on, good on you, employees of Corpse. who have had it too good for too long. <laughs> that, that's good. It, it, it feels like this is like giving it to all the players that really hated those those, those yeah corporation it's, abilities. It's a wonderful card for your two person meta where your friend plays a corp and you hate it and, yeah. you know, yep. and just mess them up. You're like okay, fine, deal with it. I think we'll go to the more normal card and then we'll talk about the weird one. Okay, okay. So the yeah, norm we'll, 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 we'll round oh, it we up. Got, on, we can on, end on, in a bang. Yeah, yeah, end in a bang. So technical writer is the more normal card, I think. Yep. Uh, zero cost resource. It's not even a type of resource. It's just a it's resource. There's no type. There's no type. The most boring man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a technical writer? Oh, you must have a lot of friends. Yes. <laughs> wow. So, whenever Apologies to all the technical <laughs> <laughs> I think we just lost all our technical writers. <laughs> you all do very important work. Yeah, what the hell do we know? We work <laughs> in games with children. Yeah, like. yeah, correct. <laughs> whenever you install a piece of hardware or program, place one from the bank on technical writer. Click trash, take all credits from technical writer. This is, I think this is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Cool for uh, Haley, huh? Yeah. You're installing bullshit. All <laughs> of the money back. Money. <laughs> I mean, obviously, noise with his barf infinite. Oh, no. Parts. Yeah. You Ten just keep getting more, keep getting more. Calling up his technical writer. How's that, how's that, uh, I don't know, article coming? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, technical. Wait, what the hell? The, the flavor ticket doesn't help. It just says, technically correct. The best kind of correct. Yeah. If any technical writers would like to leave a message on this uh, podcast on Reddit and say... And be like, guys, it's so, it's so obvious. <laughs> it's, it, the art yeah. is... Oh, God. But it's like, if it's the kind of thing where you're going to be installing a lot of stuff. Oh, do you think... Very no, happy. no, I have no idea. Yeah, and, and, and so like, so... 
if you get set up a bunch, like four, five, six, like click for whatever, this can really bounce back. It's, it's kind of like a Katie that kind of fills herself up almost. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, click trash. Mm, yeah, it's not bad. And Geist quite likes it because he's installing a lot of clown chips and cloud breakers and stuff. Ooh. And then also of money and a card. And out the, yeah, this is another trash ability and yeah. it's no influence. So that, but again, that slows Geist down. And Geist's current biggest problem is that he's so slow. He's slow, sure. Mm. Even with all that blue, all that crazy blue floating around. Yeah, Geist. I feel like Geist is like it's like when I played Gagarin and Gagarin got better when I tried to use the ability less and just put more good cards in. Right, right. right. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Geist is going to be stronger when people stop trying to put, use every card of the trash ability and, and there's just, just you just take the good ones and yeah. then yeah, it, it's, yeah. Geist like as if as if everyone down, play, kept playing Exile. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. And so the weird card. Write us out. Windfall. Zero cost. This is great. He's got a gal. She's at a funeral. I'm assuming. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. She's she's grieving. Yes. Uh, There's sort of uh, mourning flowers. Orchids? No. In the foreground. Yeah, that's right. Uh, pretty sad. Pretty sad. Event. Zero influence. Okay, get this. Zero cost to play. <laughs> zero cost to play. Shuffle your stack. Trash the top card of your stack. Gain X, where X is equal to the install cost of that card. She tried to remember who he was. Not that it mattered anymore. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yep. So just so, throw something away. Okay. Maybe so, you'll get a, a lot of money. <laughs> Maybe you'll get nothing. So this card, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, in the future when we can just totally customize the remaining card in your heap before you levy or some weird, weird stuff, where yeah. like you can force this, like, because, force the cost because you have to shuffle before you play this. Yeah. Or you're not kind of like, oh, I'm gonna peeping on it with with motivation, and sure. then oh, there's that monolith. Yeah, that, that's not happening because we're nope. shuffling first. Yep. So, uh, what if you need cards in the arc? What if you're playing Exile and all your tutoring comes from archives? Sure. Then you could like you know turn one like just windfall and maybe get three four bucks from it. But more importantly, you've thrown a card into archives that you can then clone chip out. If it's a program, yeah. Exile, exile likes it. exile going to funerals and becoming even sadder. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't depressed enough. <laughs> the saddest man. <laughs> I love that he, that is absolutely his persona, partially because of motivation, where he's looking at the picture of a girl right. and being sad, but also because no one plays him. No one plays him. It's, it's, it's <laughs> it just compounded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think this is I think I don't think this is a money card. I think this is a card to get your uh, your stack into your heap. Cool. Okay, that's my guess. Oh, that's, that's me doing my best, Jesse. I'm like, sorry. It's, <laughs> it is kind of like was it press your luck? Sure. Where you're just kind of like, oh, ah, that card is awesome. Man, man you gotta say, something's gonna happen or not. You gotta and see a deck where woo! all the runners doing is gambling and going to funerals. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's some. Uh, yeah. There's. You some... know, they they included a wacky economy card. I mean, push your luck was in honor and profit, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they maybe they just. I mean, it's nice that they include some wackiness. In, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In each in each deluxe. Yeah. That's that's true. Wacky cards that'll be around forever. Windfall deck 2017. That's right, Windfall deck steals worlds out of nowhere. <laughs> what? Windfall? No. Just well. Windfall monolith. Do it. There you go. Man, so talk about a crazy spread of runners. Oh, yeah. wait. Hang on. What is... Oh, no. Wasteland says when you trash an installed card, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. it doesn't. Windfall doesn't trigger it. But <laughs> when, there could be a card that's like when you trash cards off your... I don't know. Yeah. Not <laughs> every card has to work, people. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Not every card can be hand solo, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, what? What a ride. Yeah, what a what goofy, a, crazy what ride. What a crazy time we're going to have with all three of these. New runners. factions. It's going to be. And also, oh, sorry, go on. Weird, <laughs> but it's going to be good weird. I, I think it's going to be. So it's, it's, it's always good weird. 
Yeah. I yeah, I think it's it's nuts not just because of these factions, but also like all the good runners can import something from here. Yeah. We yeah. actually did have a question from our buddy Justin Liu who oh. asked which runner cards do you think we'll see lots of play? Outside of the neutral runners. Oh, we kind of did that, right? Yeah. We, we talked about multi-threader. We talked. There's going to be a lot of multi-threader. Yeah. Wow, that card's just off the hook. It's so good. Yeah. Apocalypse is going to be around. Uh, definitely. Uh, je- what's the global stack security clearance, which lets you mm. look at the top of R and D? That's yep. huge. Yep. I feel like Apocalypse is going to be a one of in every deck I build. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't win. Well, then here we go. <laughs> I'll show you who can't wear Windspocalypse. <laughs> there we go. I mean, also, that's just going to turn all my rig face down. I can't even get to it anymore. Yeah, yeah like, it's stuck. It's just... And without, without Apex or something else to get rid of those cards, you're like, well, we're both hosed. Also, yeah. and, and also, also that really... Uh, I, I, I wish I knew who made that Haley Kaplan Wasteland yeah. deck. But that was a, that's a really interesting economy. Yeah, Wasteland is actually pretty cool, but just purely because you can use trash abilities in the Corpse Town, it's non-unique. It's going to bounce, so it, give, give you some more money for yeah, all that. And, and so, you know, you can end up getting like um, two credits a turn, which is obviously huge. Yeah. Geistland. It's a good name for a deck. Geistland. Geistworld. <laughs> oh, no, because uh, of Wasteland. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. But you Whoa. know, as, as exciting as this was, I'm actually even more pumped for, for Nenby Nen. Oh, yeah, the NBN. Huh? Well, well, people will just definitely have to stay tuned for episode 40. That's right. Coming up in a week. Definitely a week. Yep. Um, but in the meantime, if folks have any questions, thoughts, feedback, rest, whatever, just email us at terminal7 at idlethumbs.net or send us a message on Twitter at term7. Um, Mr. Smith. Hello. Where can people find you? People can find my work at uh, shutupandsitdown.com or if you like video games and who doesn't doesn't? uh, you can find my new project which is Cool Ghosts which I don't know why we called it that. It was the same rule as Shut Up and Sit Down which is it's a name that made us laugh so we Like like, like once like made you laugh once. Yeah now we (laughs) The B sharps If you you google Cool Ghosts you'll find it we're at coolghosts.net and we just make a funny heartfelt uh Top quality videos about games. And we have a wonderful commenting community. So just check out the Cool Ghost comments and see if that's not something you want to be part of. That's pretty great. And as always, thank you very much, Mr. Gordon McLattery, our Sweet. buddy who set us up, Doing helps it. us in this in this room made of flesh. <laughs> on a Saturday, <laughs> on flesh, this fleshy flesh room. room, helping us sound so it's good, so not squishy, here. <laughs> not hot at all. That smell is fine. It's great. I love it. Um, if you have any particular audio needs for your video game, or even perhaps a few other projects, I think Gord's pretty much focused on video games now. Yeah. Uh, you can just find him by looking for a shell in the pit. And finally, thank you very much to Mr. Ed Harrison for letting us use his track, Tin Soldiers, from the Neo Tokyo OST. If you want to grab that, and you should, because... Because Apex probably listens to it, I of bet. Of course he does. Yeah. Apex probably is just a living song. <laughs> <laughs> just a living album for a Half-Life 2 multiplayer shooter mod. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely that. Where, uh, where can we go to get it? EdHarrison.Bandcamp.com And what's really funny is I always say, as they say in Holland, and I make up some strange Dutch saying. <laughs> like I just make it up, and Nick's like, "What the fuck are you saying?" Eh, is it even? It's not even actually Dutch, I'm sure. Well, no, but well, uh, well, a Holland. He's like, he's like, you know, sometimes I think I might have put too much hay on my on my pitchfork, and it's like. <laughs>
I bet off more than I can do. Yeah. So I always say, you know, as I say in Holland, sometimes the three church mice have some cheese, and there's the pitchfork. <laughs> and then Nick's just like, what the fuck are you saying? And I just keep making it more obscure as I go along. <laughs> oh, good, good. 